Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Digital Brand Envy podcast. I am your host, Michelle Caruana, and today's episode is extra special because I get to welcome my husband on the show with me. So his name is Chris Caruana, and he is the founder and managing partner of our consulting firm, TCG, and also an educator inside of our membership site, Digital Brand Envy. So over at TCG and inside the membership site, he really helps clients build their own high converting funnels every single day. And his superpower really lies in sales. And I don't like to say that typically because a lot of people will assume that he is kind of like a used car salesman and uses these slimy, sleazy sales tactics. And that honestly could not be further from the truth. What I love about what Chris does is he is so creative in presenting not only a high converting offer, but one that customers feel really excited about buying and that they continually are raving about months later. So Chris, in this episode, is going to really break down this process and share some amazing client examples that will hopefully inspire you to craft your own creative bundle offer. And if you're not even sure what that means, don't worry, we'll get to that. But I'm so excited to have him on the show today, and I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here is my interview with Chris. You're listening to the Digital Brand Envy Podcast, where we believe creating an impactful customer journey is the biggest opportunity to grow any business. Sales funnel strategist Michelle Caruana will let you in behind the scenes of the campaigns and launches her team is working on while highlighting what's working and what's not to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans so you can achieve your own envy-worthy brand. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm your husband after all, so I was hoping you'd have me on one of these podcasts. Well, today is your lucky day. And (laughs) the reason why I wanted to have you on this particular episode, all about crafting a creative offer to put in front of customers, is that we've been seeing some really interesting results for clients lately. And I wanted to give some examples to the listeners and kind of give them some inspiration to replicate that success in their own business and in their own funnel. So thank you for sharing with us today. So before we get started, can you define what a bundle offer is? Yeah, so a bundled offer essentially allows you to take, well, it allows you to take an object or solution if you're in the service business or any product that you have and add additional value to it uh, and make yourself stand out. Um, I guess a better way of explaining it is let's look at like, let's look at a real life scenario. So if I were to say, Hey, Michelle, I got this really cool iPhone X, I'll sell it to you for $5,000. Would you buy this iPhone from me for $5,000? I might ask my husband for it. I'm kidding. No, I probably wouldn't. (laughs) Right. Because you can go to the store and get one for free. Or if you, if you buy one without service, you could probably get a a brand new iPhone X for a thousand dollars. So why would you pay $5,000 for a used iPhone? Now, if, if I came to you and I said, Hey, Michelle, I got this used iPhone X, but on this iPhone X, I have all the highest converted funnels that Russell Brunson has used to make millions and millions of dollars 
as well as all of the interviews from his mastermind, from his mastermind groups, and all the other secrets that he, he keeps within his mastermind embedded on this phone. And on top of that, I've also managed to include a sales script that has made my company over $2 million in less than 30 days. And I'll give this iPhone to you for just $5,000. Would you buy that from me? Well, first of all, I don't know who you're talking to. The answer is, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great way of putting it. I love that. So you're, you're, you're taking just an iPhone and you're adding in all of this additional value and you're, make, and, and you're increasing its net worth. And that's essentially what you're doing with a bundled offer. Right. So that's a great example. And um, I know that we did something recently for our brick and mortar business. Um, climbing vines. So just to give people a little background, if you've never listened to the show before, Chris and I own and operate a brick and mortar indoor playground business called Climbing Vines in upstate New York. And we had a situation recently where we had to make a repair and it was about $1,300. And being the entrepreneurs we are, we didn't want to just write a check for it. We wanted to come up with a really creative way to get the money for that. We didn't want it to you know, affect our books for the rest of the month. So I went to Chris and Chris, you're probably better off telling this story. Yeah. So we, we had all of these old mugs lying around. They're not old mugs. They're brand new mugs and they were Climbing Vines branded. That's the name of our brick and mortar store. And we, we had them for a previous event. I think it was a past Mother's Day from like a year ago or something. I don't, I don't really remember. Yeah, a couple years ago. It was just a box yeah. sitting in our garage. <laughs> a box, a brand new mug sitting a in our garage. Mugs. <laughs> and, you know, we had this $1,300 bill that we didn't want to just pay for out of pocket. So, you know, like Michelle said, being the entrepreneurs that we are, we're like, all right, well, what can we do to make up the gap and, you know, be able to pay off this $1,300 bill? without taking money out of our pockets. So we, we found these climbing vines mugs and you know, they're, they're probably worth seven, seven to $10. I don't, yeah, we were again, selling them for $10. So just okay. to give people a little background, the Chris and I think very differently. And that's one of the reasons we work well together. But my idea was, okay, we have 13 mugs. They sell for $10. We obviously have to order more because we have to order or we have to sell 130 of them. But you had a different idea and it worked really well. So do you want to share that? Yeah. So I was like, let's, instead of spending more money to go out and buy more mugs to get to our goal, why don't we just make our existing mugs more valuable by wrapping additional services and products in with it? And because we are a, yes, we're a brick and mortar store, but it's a, it's a play cafe. So it's also a services-based business. So what we did was to increase the value of these mugs we ended up throwing in things such as, you know, 10 free play passes for up to two children, which the value of that alone is worth $100 on its own. Right, and but it costs us almost nothing, right? And it, right, because it's a service-based business. So it, it costs us almost nothing. Right, so and one then, more person walking in the door doesn't cost us any explicit money. It's just, you know, one more person taking up space. But explicitly, it really doesn't cost us anything, just to give people a little background if they're not familiar with the business model. Right. So now we're taking a $10 mug and adding an additional $100 of value to it. So now this mug is worth, say, $110. We didn't want to stop there. We're like, all right, well, what else can we do to increase the value of this mug? So we ended up throwing in some free event passes. 
And typically it costs anywhere between 10 to $20 to get a, an event ticket to one of our events that we do for, for children. And then we ended up throwing in an additional service. And I forgot what it was. I don't know if you remember what it was, Michelle. But, it was um, a summer camp pass. A summer camp pass. So, you know, regardless, we ended up bundling in all these additional services that don't necessarily cost us any additional money out of pocket. And we increased the value of the mug to over well over $200, $200 each. So now we have these 13 mugs that are worth well over $200 because of all these additional services we were able to bundle in with it. And we gave our customers a gigantic discount. And I believe we sold the mugs for $99. So we, we sold them for $99, 13 of them, for exactly the amount that we needed to reach $1,300. And in the end, everybody ended up winning. We ended up getting the $1,300 we needed to repair the machine. Our customers ended up getting well over $200 worth of services. They, they would typically pay between two and $250 for these services that we included in this mug. And they got it for well over 50% off. I think it ended up being like 60 or 65% off uh, list price. So it was a great deal for everybody involved and everybody ended up getting value out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And something that surprised me, you know, when we were first discussing it, I was really hesitant, if you don't remember. <laughs> I was very hesitant because I thought that the people that would buy it were the people that always bought packages. And I was thinking that we would end up losing money because they would end up buying this discounted package instead of spending full price or instead of paying full price on their package. But I was actually really surprised at how many brand new customers opted into the offer and actually purchased. So that was really surprising to me. So that was kind of a, a misconception that I held about this particular kind of offer that was dispelled with this example. And, you know, just something that I thought of when you were speaking was something that I've learned from Chick-fil-A recently is that, you know, customer value, the equation for that is, you know, the value you provide over the cost of the product. And there's two ways that you can increase the value that customers are getting. You can increase the numerator or you can decrease the denominator. And most companies go for, you know, decreasing costs, decreasing that denominator to get, you know, an overall higher customer uh, value. But what you did is actually increased the value that customers are getting from the offer, which I love. So it kind of takes away that, um, you know, the slimy sales reputation that this kind of offer sometimes gets. So I love that. Absolutely. So we talked about that specific example, but kind of let's back up a little bit. And can you walk us through the, po the process of deciding what that bundle offer will be and how you're going to hook customers in with that original offer? So for Climbing Vines, you know, we said that this was going to be 60% off. And then we, got, we used that line <clears throat> to get them to actually click to the page and see all of the other benefits. But how do you decide what that initial hook will be? Yeah, so that's a good question. So what the hook's purpose is, is the hook's going to be your attention grabber, right? And, and this can be used for your stories. And the point of it is to get people to stop scrolling, whether that be stop scrolling through your landing page or stop scrolling through Facebook because your ad has a great hook on it. So a hook really needs to be made up of at least two components. It needs to deliver value to people and it needs to tell them how quickly they're going to be able to obtain that value 
and achieve the success they desire. And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody is out there looking for something that they can take advantage of. And we live in an on-demand world today. So when people want something, they want it now. So when it comes to deciding on what type of hook or headline we're going to use for a particular offer, we want to make sure that we're addressing or creating a, you know, we're addressing within that hook, well, maybe one or two lines that we're creating a new opportunity for somebody to take advantage of. And we're creating it for them to take advantage of very quickly or, or, or right now. So it has to be something that's enticing and something that they can take advantage of almost instantly. People right. Want to it has know to be a no brainer, right? Exactly. So <clears throat> the actual hook itself depends on the product that you're offering or the solution that you're offering. You know, your, your first hook is probably not going to be your winner. You know, that all comes down to testing, uh, analyzing data and constantly split testing different hooks um, within your landing pages and, and, and within your ads, which is probably something that you'll dive deeper in in another episode down the line. But that, that's essentially the background on how you would come up with an with a enticing hook. Got it. So speaking of an enticing hook, um, one of the funnel types, I guess I will call it, um, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, that gets a bad rap sometimes. It was really popular a couple years ago. Um, it's still pretty popular, but it gets a bad rap sometimes is the free plus shipping funnel. So that's an example of a hook that gets people in. Um, so it can either be referring to a book or you know a small low-cost item of clothing or a DVD or something like that. Um, but can you just kind of explain to everybody what that free plus shipping hook funnel is? And then we'll get into some examples. Yeah. So anytime you come across a free plus shipping funnel, you know, a lot of the times it's, hey, get this free book. You just pay the, the, the shipping and handling on it. Or, hey, we'll, we'll give you a free t-shirt. You just pay the shipping on it. You know, it, it's, it's an offer that allows you to provide some value to new customers that you otherwise might not have gotten in front of. So it presents a new opportunity for them to take part in your organization and, and a new opportunity for you to serve them. Um, and a lot of the times companies that are doing free plus shipping offer are actually losing money on the front end of their funnel. So what it is is, so for example, say you have a book, it probably costs somebody anywhere, depending on their publisher, four to $12 to have a single book published. Now, what they're doing is, is they're offering you this book for free and then you have to pay the shipping and handling, which is usually, you know, probably between six to six to ten dollars, depending on on the funnel. And if you think about it, that person had the book published. They have to pay shipping on that book to send it to you. So now they're they're probably at at least fifteen dollars. So if you're getting a free book from them and you're just paying shipping and handling for seven ninety five, that business owner is still underwater by $8 because they're essentially giving you that book at 50% off a book that could potentially provide you with value, maybe even bring in thousands, if not millions of dollars for you down the line, if you use that information properly. So it's a great concept that allows the business owner to provide you with some value. And also on the business and on the business owner side, the benefit is, is that, you get to become part of their community and, and now you're a new customer. 
for them to continue to serve. Now, a lot of the times when you see a free plus ship and offer, um, you'll run into kind of like a, it's called a two-step tripwire funnel. And it, the name might sound, sound a little sleazy. There's other names for it, but it's actually really great because while you're giving this, you're providing this free product to somebody and they're paying shipping, you're then giving them a new opportunity to look at the other services that you have to offer. And you're given this one-time offer that you wouldn't typically provide to maybe your existing customers or other customers down the line. Almost like we talked about with the, the, the Climb and Binds mug and all the services we bundled in. You're, you're giving somebody uh, a valuable service or a valuable product at a extremely low price point because you believe in that product and you want, and you know they're gonna benefit from that product. And, and that's something they need to take advantage of. Um, is that kind of where, what you were asking me or? Yeah, absolutely. So say somebody, and just shameless plug, we talk about tripwire offers in episode three. So if you wanna see some more examples, um, go ahead on over to that episode. But so, I know you mentioned a little bit about what the benefit is to the customer and what the uh, benefit is to the business owner, but say somebody opts into that free plus shipping offer, then what happens? So somebody opts into a free plus shipping offer, uh, they'll get, they'll receive an order confirmation for whatever it was that they purchased, whether it be a book, product or service. Yep. And then they'll get taken to another page where they get offered a, a one-time only product. And, and this is probably like a bold offer from, from the business itself. You know, it maybe it's, it's something that would typically cost somebody a thousand dollars to maybe purchase a course, but they're going to give it to this person at 60% off. So, you know, for one time only, they can get this course. It's typically a thousand dollars for just $400. And they're giving this to them at this discount because the customer understood the value from that initial free offer that was in place. And the business owner knows that other people that have read his book and then have taken his course have went on to find success. Right. So that's a way of deciding on what type of offer you want to provide to to this customer. So the next step is, is they get a one time only offer, a deal they just cannot refuse. And so obviously there's a couple different paths they could choose. So obviously they could take you up on that one time only offer. But what happens if they decline that one time only offer? So if they decide to decline that only one time offer, you can either send the customer to a confirmation page and then that's the end of the customer journey. Or what the smart business owner does is they'll create something called a downsell page. So if the customer doesn't want to take you up on this one time only offer because whatever reason, maybe it's too expensive, maybe they don't have the money at the time, you know, people have reasons for, for doing different things. So they say, no, thanks. I don't need this right now. You can then send them to a downsell page, and maybe that's an, a, a service that's a little bit cheaper. Maybe it's a, a fifty-dollar product, or you know, maybe you're, you're going to give them some scripts or some audio MP3 audio files on a USB drive and send it out to them. Um, some some sort of downsell that maybe something that they can take advantage of to help them in the meantime until they're able to afford that one-time offer, you know, later on down the line. So you take them to a downsell page. So a good example of this, just to put it into perspective, we recently worked with a sports apparel company 
where we we did a we we designed a funnel exactly like this. And with this funnel, they were offering the goal of the funnel was to bring in net new customers to their business. So what they were doing is they were offering a free t-shirt plus shipping. So customers would go into their funnel, they would claim their free t-shirt, pay $7.95 for shipping, and then there was a little bump offer, which we didn't even talk about yet. But what a bump offer is, is maybe some additional value that you can provide and still offer that free shipping opportunity. So their bump offer was, hey, for just $9.95 more, you can add a pair of shorts that match your t-shirt. And customers have the ability to either opt into that or opt out of it and just say, you know, no, I just want the free t-shirt. They claim the free t-shirt, it takes them to a one-time only offer page, this really great VIP package where they can get their shirt branded, they can get you know, two, two pairs of batting gloves, they, they can get uh, batting grips and, and all these cool things that you would want to have to, to, in order to achieve the status of being a VIP with this company. And customers would have the opportunity to get all this stuff at, you know, a 60% discount off list, something ridiculous. And the benefit to them is that they're getting all this cool gear that they typically wouldn't be able to pay for unless it was 60% off. And the benefit for the business owner is now he's bringing in a new customer to his business that he's providing a great customer experience for. And they're going to share that customer experience with all their friends and their family, and they're going to bring in more customers to his business. So there's benefits on both sides. Now, the customer doesn't have to take advantage of this one-time offer. They can simply say, no, you know, I don't really need this VIP package. And then you take them to a downsell page and say, hey, no problem. You know, how about we give you these pair of, of, of batting gloves that typically go for $45 for just $26.97? Right. So now they're getting a, they have an offer to get the pair of batting gloves, maybe at almost 50 percent off list price. And they don't need to have all that other stuff that goes along with it. And again, people can choose to take advantage of that or they can choose to opt out and just go right to the confirmation page. But at the end of the day, the reason you have these offers in place is a lot of the time business owners are losing money on customer acquisition costs. It costs you money sometimes to drive traffic to your funnel. It costs you money to give away something valuable to your customers that can help you later on down the line. So by offering these bump, little bump offers and one-time only offers and downsells, business owners are either able to make up for the customer acquisition costs or actually turn a little bit of a profit off of it, which that's what every business is built for, to turn some sort of a profit. If you're not looking to turn a profit with your business, you shouldn't be a business owner. Absolutely. So a couple of things I just am taking away from that example. So number one, this type of funnel isn't just for, you know, course creators, service-based businesses. This is also for products-based businesses, right? Absolutely. So the second takeaway that I think is so important is that this is really dependent on having a great product and being confident in what you're selling. So if you're getting people to opt in with this, you know, lower priced offer, that's, you know, you want to make sure that you're blowing them away with that initial offer. So even if they just opt into the free plus shipping or whatever your initial offer, your initial hook is, you really want to make sure that that content is or that product is superior and people are really impressed with it because, you know, like you said, these companies are wanting to drive new customers to their business and they're wanting them to continue the customer journey with them. Is that correct? 
That's right. And, and it's not even about having a product or having a service. It's about the experience you're providing for the customer. Okay. It, it's, it's about, you know, how, how great are you going to make this experience for this customer? How much value are you going to be able to bring to them so that they go out and share this story with their friends and families and, and other relatives and bring in more customers, right? So you, you want to make sure you're focused on the experience and not necessarily the service or the product that you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. And something that you brought up that I really liked was that, you know, a lot of companies or, you know, clients, potential clients get hung up on the fact that they could be potentially losing money on that initial offer. But, you know, like you said, it could cost money to drive traffic to any funnel. So, you know, if you look at industry standards anywhere, you know, leads are going at for, you know, on Facebook and Instagram ads, they're, you know, going around but anywhere between $1 to $7 per email address. So that's the cost that customers are already seeing per you know, customer acquisition or lead acquisition, really. So I kind of want to get people away from being hesitant about that because you know, you're going to pay for that customer or that potential customer either way. This is just a really easy way to get a customer you know, familiar with your brand or business, but actually provide them value in the process, not just you know, gathering their email address and sending them a PDF. This is, you know, a, a little bit more of a creative way and it provides more value to the customer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I love that. So we talked about, you know, what happens if they buy the one-time offer, but, you know, what kind of happens when they pass? How do you follow up with them after the fact? Yeah, so if, if a customer passes on a one-time offer and they pass on your downsell, that, that's okay. You know, that's just the initial funnel that they're going through and, and it's just your initial landing pages. There's still an automated sequence and even a messenger bot sequence that you can set up or text message sequence, phone calls that go along with your funnel. So the actual landing pages is kind of just the front end, front end of the customer's experience with you. You can always go back and remarket and retarget that customer that didn't take you up on your one-time offer on your downsells and, you know, hit them with additional pieces of content that might resonate with them more, whether that be through email, whether that be through retargeting ads on social media sites like Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, any of those sites out there. Uh, or if it's a if it's a product or a service-based business, there's even automation tools that you can incorporate into your funnel that will send out text messages to your customers or phone calls and voicemails to your customers. And if you're not using some sort of text message or messenger bot in, incorporated with your funnel, you're missing out on a lot of business because um, I don't know, I think as of a couple months ago, I think the average conversion rate on a messenger bot or a text message uh, is around 30%. And the average email conversion rate is I think what five five percent three to five percent? Yeah, I think it's two point five to five percent, even lower than that. Yep. So there, there's a lot of different mechanisms that you can have included in your funnel that will help you continue to nurture, follow up, and still provide value to your customers who may not just be who just may not be ready to buy today, but maybe later on down the line they will be ready. Yeah. So like one, so yeah, so if the customer denies your upsells or your one-time offer, they're not gone for good. You actually grab the most valuable thing that you can ever grab with your funnel, 
and that's information, whether that be their email address, their name, their phone number, that is more valuable than any dollar amount you can think of. So we've talked a lot now about when people pass on the one-time offer, but when people actually buy the one-time offer, you're still nurturing them after the fact, right? Oh, of course. So the, the experience doesn't end after they, they actually buy your one-time offer. A lot of the times when you are satisfying a need for somebody or helping them get to a status that they desire, there's actually new problems that are created from that status, right? So let, I guess what's a good way to look at it? So say you're, you're, you're dating somebody, you, you have a girlfriend and you're going to propose. Here we go. <laughs> Yep, here, here we go. Yeah, you're, you're going to propose to them because you want to have that status of being married. Or, you know, she, for example, Michelle, she's like, I want to have status. So I need to marry Chris Caruana so that I can have the status that he has. So, <laughs> she, so I proposed to her and she, she, I gave her the opportunity to marry me by proposing to her. Lucky that, me. A, a sales Lucky. pitch. And she said yes so that she could achieve that status. Then we got married, and what happens a lot of the times when you get married, not all the time, but you know, a lot of the times people end up the next step is, you know, let's have some children. And that in itself creates a new problem that gives you the opportunity to solve for your customer, right? So now I have these little kids running around. What, 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 are, what are people going to sell to me? What are these brick and mortar stores going to sell to me? They're going to sell to me clothes, things to bathe, feed put a house over, over their head, right? I guess, does this example resonate with you? Oh, it you're, sure does. You're, you're living it, so <laughs> yeah. I hope it does. So yeah. no, once somebody buys something from you, the experience isn't over. You have that customer for life, and you can continue to create new offers for them because there's going to be new challenges and problems that they come across that they're going to be looking for somebody to solve for them. Absolutely. And you got to keep nurturing that relationship so it doesn't end in divorce or separation from the customer. So that's a great example. Sure. I love it. So, okay. Getting back on track a little bit, um, getting away from the marriage example, we won't go there. Um, getting back into the uh, information products and physical products example. So how do you decide when you're creating this type of funnel, how do you decide what products to bundle together and when to present them? Because I know we talked about upsells, downsells, one-time offers. It you know, can really be overwhelming to somebody creating a funnel for the first time. So how do you decide which products to bundle together and what tips would you give um, you know, to someone just starting out with this? Yeah, sure. So I, I think it comes down to a matter of research. You have to know your customer. You have to understand your customer. And, and I can break it down with another example. Um, say you, you go to the, you, you want to buy a new car. Um, so you go to the dealership, you buy a brand new car. What do you need to put in that car to get it to go? Gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gas. Right. So if I'm a, if I'm a car salesman, right. And, and I want to sell cars online, which a lot of people do now, believe it or not, you know, if I want to make my, you know, my Camaro look better than the Camaro that's selling down the street. Um, say that Camaro down the street selling for, uh, let's just use simple numbers, for $1,000, right? Unrealistic, but sell, it's selling for $1,000. Well, 
and I'm selling my Camaro for $2,000. How do I make my Camaro more enticing than the Camaro down the street? Keep in mind there is the exact same car, exact same color without lowering my price point and devaluing my, my product. Well, we can start looking at what makes sense for the customer that wants to buy a Camaro from me. If they're going to buy a Camaro from me, you know, they're going to need gas to make the car go. Maybe I can go out and, you know, to the local gas station or convenience store. Maybe I can get some gas, gas gift cards that cost me what a hundred, maybe $200. Right. So I'll candy for the center console. <laughs> Who knows? Yep, exactly. But you, you see what I'm getting at. So now I'm going to bundle in, uh, a $200 gas gift card on the, to go along with my Camaro. And then also, you know, maybe there's a cool article or calendar or book, you know, because if a guy's buying a Camaro, he's probably into cars. You know, you don't just buy a Camaro to have a Camaro. You're probably into sports cars or racing. So you go out and you look at, you know, where, where can I hold, buy calendars or other things at wholesale that's going to make this offer look more enticing without me having to lower my price point. And you better believe it that if you wrap additional value around your product, even if it's a high, at a higher price point than your competitors, you're going to sell and move more inventory than your competitor. That's a great example. Definitely. And, you know, this made me think of an email I got just yesterday, actually, from, you know, as I mentioned, we own an indoor playground business. And I actually just got an email from another owner in another state and she was asking me for tips on how to get through the summer because, you know, the indoor playground business is very seasonal and especially in places like Western New York where we live when, you know, we have true winters and true summers. So when summer comes around, you know, everyone's been cooped up and they want to be outside. And she asked me, you know, how do you get through the summer? Do you do discounts? Do you do sales? you know, what do you do? And I said, no, I used to, I absolutely don't anymore, but here's what I do do. You know, instead of discounting the service, I hold true on my price because I think it's fair. I think it's, you know, comparable to other prices. It's very similar, but instead what I do is I, you know, increase the customer value. So I like, like you just said, I buy stuff in bulk. I buy crafts. I buy, you know, all sorts of stuff that the customer perceives as valuable and I add to their experience. And that way, they don't look at our service as discounted and they don't wait for a sale to buy packages or play passes. They buy at the original price, but you know we very inexpensively add to the customer experience by adding more value. And that's what you know I told her and she really had never thought of it that way before. And you know I told her it took me a couple of years to figure it out, but you know, that's really a great way of looking at it, you know, provide more value to the customer. It's very, very low cost to you, especially if you buy in bulk and, you know, you're not discounting your price. So I think that's a great way of looking at it. You got it. So do you have any other examples? I know we talked about a few, you know, really, really recent clients. Um, do you have any other examples of, you know, utilizing this process where you found success? As far as stacking value around a, a, a particular offering? Yeah. Um, so we talked about climbing vines. We, we talked about the, uh, a, a, a sport and apparel company. I'm yeah, what about, what something... about Play Cafe Academy? Let's go there. Yes, that's right. So in addition to the brick and mortar, we actually show other 
play cafe or aspiring play cafe owners how they can open up their own play cafe and avoid all the pains and headaches that we had to go through to get ours opened up. Yes. So we now sell information products for you know our brick and mortar business. And if you want more information on that, again, it's in episode three. So tune into that if you would like more information on that. But go ahead with your example. And Chris, just to I kind of sprung this question on you, but um, you know, I really was speaking to the bonuses we offer and the business plan and all that good stuff, kind of getting customers um to know, like and trust us that we should be their mentor in this process. Yep. So the core product of Play Cafe Academy is essentially exactly what the title says it is. It's Play Cafe Academy. It's a it's an online course that students would be able to get lifetime access to. But if we were just selling a online course, we'd be just like every other course creator out there in the world. So what we decided to do is turn it into a bundled offer and an actual, you know, create a customer journey that's going to provide an experience that they're not going to be able to get anywhere else um, as an aspiring play cafe owner. So what happens is the funnel starts out with us being able to deliver value in the form of blogs or vlogs on the YouTube channel. And that's the start of the customer journey. Now, as they watch these vlogs or they read the blogs, there's always a call to action. And that call to action starts filtering people to our funnel. And actually, this I don't want to go off on a tangent, but this also shows you how you can get free traffic to your funnel, which I'm sure we'll address in a later episode as well. But anyways, what happens is they, they read the blog, they, they watch the videos, and the call to action is to go to go, go check out playcafeacademy.com where it takes them to this landing page that allows them to download a free business plan outline or a play cafe playbook that tells them exactly what they need to do to get started on this journey that they see. Yeah. Then from, from there, that allows them to provide us with, again, the most valuable thing we can ever ask for, their email address. And by having that email address, that kicks off a series of nurturing emails providing additional value through sending them to additional blog articles or talking about experiences that, that we've had in the past, but also allowing them the opportunity to upgrade their status from just the playbook to getting a full plug and play business plan. And it's not just any plug and play business plan. Here we go. We're wrapping value around something that's just standard. It's not just a standard business plan. It's the business plan that we used to secure the funding we needed to get our, our play cafe off the ground. Right? So now this is like a, 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 a an iron clawed business plan that's sure to get them funding because we've been through it and right. it's worked. So yes. now we're, oh, go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So, so, so now we, we gave them value in the form of video education through, you know, blogs, then uh, a, a free playbook. And then we, we for, for a small fee uh, of whatever it was, $27, they were, they were able to get this plug and play business plan that was essentially already created for them, something that would have taken them hours and hours to do on their own. So $27 is just a steal for something like that. So we're providing value. No brainer. 
Exactly. Right. Yes. And I just want to mention really quickly um, the bonuses that I was kind of teasing earlier. So once in a while, you know, this product is typically on evergreen, which means we, you know, we don't really do a ton of live launches. We let people go through our nurture sequence and, you know, we'll talk about evergreen funnels in a later episode, but basically people can purchase anytime and they're on their own kind of launch cycle. So whenever somebody opts in, it starts the clock on their launch cycle and they go through a series of emails and we warm them up and we, you know, like Chris said, offer them the business plan and all that good stuff. And we, you know, serve them a ton of valuable information, but once in a while we will do a live launch or we'll do some sort of discount and we offer bonuses. So this is another thing that Chris really had to convince me was a good idea. I was a little hesitant, but when we were doing this, you know, last round of launches, he said, you know, what do you literally have on your computer that is valuable that people, you know, would pay for that we can add to stack value onto this offer? And I was like, you know, I, I don't know. And, you know, I ended up going through my Google Drive of, you know, the climbing vines. And I was like, well, I have all of these email templates that, you know, make several hundred dollars every single time I send them. I have our waivers, our legal documents. I have you know, all of this stuff that I just take for granted because, you know, I live it day to day, but I paid, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars for these documents. And I spent, you know, countless hours coming up with them and, you know, they're just sitting on my desktop. And Chris was like, well, why don't you just offer that? And I said, well, <laughs> I'm not sure. So long story short, we ended up adding them to the value letter. I guess I'll say we added them as bonuses. And I think it really got a lot more people into the program when we added those bonuses, right? It, it did. It absolutely did. And, and it didn't cost it, us anything. Literally, I spent probably one hour, um, you know, going through these email templates, going through this documentation, our training manual, our new employee handbook, all of this stuff. I probably spent one total hour going through all of it, polishing it up a little bit, you know, stripping any, um, you know, sensitive information out of it and repackaging it for students. And, you know, one hour of work, zero dollars, and I swear it added huge, huge numbers to our launches, right? It, it did. And just, you know, I, I know this all sounds really easy to do, but you can't just slap an offer together and say, hey, we're going to bundle this, 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 and throw it out there, you know, like we're describing over here. You have to be able to articulate the value of your offer as well. And, and that goes back to the copy. Right, and that's where you and, came and in. You, <laughs> right, and the hooks that you use. To, to get people to understand. And, and you have to be able to research and understand your customer to know what they're going to react to, right? So I just wanted to throw that out there so that everybody listening, you know, we're, we're not trying to blow smoke and, 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 and tell you that, you know, it's you, all you have to do is find this, this, and this, stack it together and throw it out there and you're going to get all these customers. You have to know how to package it and how to present it. Absolutely. That is so true. And, you know, we've seen some great offers put together um, by clients or, you know, other people in the industry, but they weren't converting because they didn't articulate their message well enough. So that's a great example. That's a great point. So thank you for bringing that up. So yeah, you really have to speak to the pain points your customer is feeling. Um, and, you know, if you go back to episode one of the podcast, we talk all about, you know, in step number two of our funnel process we talk all about identifying what kind of content your ideal customer needs and you know really how to figure that out and dig in. So that's how we really came about those bonuses. You know, as Chris said, we didn't just slap them together. 
we did a lot of research into exactly what our ideal customer was struggling with and what they were wondering about, what they were searching for, and we answered it. And, you know, we are reaping the the benefits now. So that's a great point. You know, you really have to do the legwork and the research and, you know, put some really powerful sales pages together. So I just have one last question and well, two questions really, but, um, before I ask my last question, what is your favorite thing about this type of funnel? So my favorite thing about this funnel, probably the same thing. I probably like this funnel just as much as Eddie from Christmas vacation loves the jelly of the month club. It's the gift that keeps on giving all year round or all year (laughs) long. Right? No, but, but really that is my favorite movie ever, (laughs) ever made ever. So it, it, it does keep on giving, but really what this type of funnel does is it allows you to get yourself and get your company in front of people that you probably otherwise wouldn't have been able to get in front of if you didn't have this type of offer in place for them. So it allows you to bring in net new customers. It allows you to serve new individuals and, and provide value to them. And at the end of the day, when you're providing value to others and, and helping others achieve success, and, and get to that next point that they desire, at the end of the day, it's going to help you get to where you want to be. And that's what this type of funnel allows you to do. Um, it, it, it creates customers for life. That's a great point. So the last question um, that I have is, what tips would you give someone that, you know, understands the value that, you know, this type of funnel brings? And, you know, they are nodding along with all of your points, but they don't really know how to get started. What tips would you give them in that scenario? You, you just have to do it. So if you like what you're hearing, you know, read, read a book on it, you know, get a little bit of education, but don't over-educate yourself. You, you need to stop learning at some point and actually take action. So, and, you, and you'll learn through trial and error. So what you need to do is, is you know, get the basics, understand the basics, actually take action and start putting everything together. And then when you get stuck, go find somebody that can help you or go, go look up on the internet, Google or contact us even. I'm going to stop you right there. I just want to do one more shameless plug. If you are feeling stuck, you can always feel free to go to digitalbrandenvy.com and we would be happy to help you. Um, But please continue. (laughs) Yep. There you go. And, you know, find people that can help you, but, you know, if I can provide you with any advice, it's to, you just need to start and, and get out there and do it. Don't, don't procrastinate. Don't think you need to go and perfect everything. Done is better than perfect. The people that try to perfect everything are the people that never get anywhere. Absolutely. Yep. I totally agree. And I mean, since we've launched, just to bring it back to real life, you know, since we launched the Play Cafe Academy funnel, we've made so many tweaks. I've changed, you know, like you said, we offer that ebook. Um, you know, it started very, very simple. And since then, you know, we've scaled it up and we've made it fancier. We've added more pictures. We've added better design. We've added more content. But, you know, the first one was fine too. You know, it was great, but, you know, we keep adding to it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and you know, we just keep improving and improving and getting better and better, but you know, we just put it out there and we knew that people needed the content and appreciated the information. And you know, that was one of the times, you know, we took our own advice and I'm so glad that we did. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing those examples today. They were really great. And I hope that you inspired some of the people listening to just get started and get creative with the offers that you're putting in front of customers. And, you know, I want to just bring it back, you know, and wrap it up with one more point that it doesn't have to be, you know, when you hear about funnels and bundles and free plus shipping, it doesn't have to be slimy sales tactics. You know, we're all in it to provide value to the customers and, you know, to get them to know, like, and trust us. And as long as you are confident about the information or the products that you're putting out there, this is going to benefit you in the end. People are going to keep coming back to you. And like Chris said, you're getting customers for life. So there we go. That's the whole point, right? That's right. Now get out there and build a funnel. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Take care. So that does it for my episode with Chris Caruana. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together. If I could have you take one thing away from this episode, other than some really great inspiration from the client stories that Chris shared, it would be the knowledge that sales funnels and all of that marketing jargon that Chris threw out there, like tripwires and upsells and downsells and bundles, none of that needs to be scary and None of that needs to utilize sleazy or slimy sales tactics. You can present a really valuable offer in this way to your clients that, again, they feel really excited about purchasing and that they derive the exact value they need from it. We are all about authenticity and serving customers exactly what they need when they need it. So a lot of times sales funnels or value ladders will get a negative reputation in the online marketing world because some people will assume that companies that utilize these are stringing customers along, only providing them with partial knowledge or a partial picture of the solution until they reach the top of the ladder. But that just doesn't have to be true. We understand that not everybody is a fit for our $15,000 funnel building package. We understand that not everybody wants to DIY their marketing efforts, so not everybody is going to be a fit for our Digital Brand Envy membership. But we at TCG and Digital Brand Envy are all about creating the content and offers that you guys need exactly when you need it, and we want to meet you wherever you are. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about our consulting firm, just go to thecarawanagroup.com. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. Sometimes it's a little bit tricky to spell our last name. And if you want to learn more about our membership site, go to digitalbrandenvy.com. I would absolutely love to welcome you there. Have a wonderful day. I will see you guys next week on next week's episode.